Oh, yeah. Happy Comic Book Day, and thank you to Bad Mary for that too sweet playing. Welcome, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 2, Episode 20. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that makes me your hybrid panda, the co-founder of U.S. Comics and the co-host of U.S. Comics cast, Charlie Boom Boom Rivera. Happy comic book day, my dear brother. Good Lord. Solid two minutes in. Charlie just finished his own intros. But look. When you're looking like Kevin Pillar with your nose all busted up, I can't really hold it against you. How are you feeling, uh, Sir Pollinator? I woke up this morning <laughs> and pollen came into my home, Just. shook me awake, and started punching me about the head, neck, and chest. And it like I owed it money. I don't think I owe like, Just like pollen a, money, but like the WB cartoons, Bugs Bunny, where like the smoke, the smells come yeah, through the house. It's like shaped like a hand, picks you up by your nostrils, <laughs> slaps you in the face, takes your money, takes your wallet. It is Just not. Rude. It is not cool. <laughs> uh, you know, and what's funny too is like I was feeling okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I rock the nose strip. It lets me get some extra oxygen in so I'm not making the nasty sniff noises the whole <laughs> damn episode. I was like, I'll be fine for showtime. Hop in the car to come down to the studio. And Pollen was like, hey, yo, I told you to stay down. <laughs> and I Pollen just was spent, like, I ain't heard no bell. I spent about 15 mm. minutes sneezing in my car. My dog well, looking at me like I'm an asshole. He's like, like I'm trying to nap up already. Jeez Just, Louise. But you know what? It's comic book day. So how bad could I be? It's comic book day all day. All mm -hmm. day. And I don't know about you, but uh look, we're all maintaining a busy schedule. Uh and there's there's been a lot of good a uh, lot of good news flowing at least as far as I'm concerned. Like we're we're upticking. If we were a uh, uh if we were a stock market property, our trajectory would be on the ascent um so there's a lot of like good news and whatnot and also as well as we've been getting a lot of new content like brand spanking new which i love because uh, awesome. we're all coming off of a year of basically oh i i remember this <laughs> and uh for the most part there's obviously exceptions but for the most part i have been into a lot of this new content i literally just finished watching season two oh. of love death robots i could like Love Death Robots is that perfect show length because yeah. you, you fucking always want more. Like there is never the feeling of like that was just you're always like oh, one more bite. Yeah. So yeah. watching eight episodes that range from like ten to eighteen minutes, you're like done. You're like I'm, I'll just rewatch volume one, I guess, and then well back to back with volume two. I I prepped. You know how like uh, a runner, long distance runners, they'll like carbo load yes. right before they're gonna do a marathon or something like that. That's me. Whenever like the new uh, iteration of something is coming, the next movie in a series, the new season in whatever, if there's a property or if there's something that I'm not familiar with, I will cheat and go and I'll I'll read the uh, you know what it's based on or you know I'll get my hands dirty when I can. Yes. Um, but this is one of those situations where we talked about it kind of upcoming. And I said, oh, yeah, 
it's been a hot minute since I watched that first season. So I was ready to go. Like I had my notes. <laughs> I was ready to go. And speaking for myself purely and obviously for the upper echelons of U.S. comics, I loved it. I loved season two. There again, I, I, I talked a little bit about it last time. What I love about Netflix is the same thing I hate. The people at Netflix aren't like they don't put their hands back in the pot. They're like, here's money. We uh -huh. like your idea. Go. So for any time you're disappointed with Netflix, and you might be disappointed three out of four times. Sure. I, fourth, I just recently was. That fourth at bat is going to be a banger. Not yeah. sometimes. Yeah. They're like, again, it could be as bad of an average for you as... 25% of the time, Netflix is good. But when it's good, you uh, left, you're exhausted. There's what? champagne and beer bottles everywhere. <laughs> Just like a mess the next morning, like scratching your head. Oh, what did I do? They have to go to the, do I have to go to the doctor? They, they say uh, uh, 300, you know, three out of 10 gets you to the Hall of Fame in yes. baseball. And I would say that uh, Netflix is is doing far better, uh, far better than that. Uh, Craig, uh, mighty Craig, just checked in, and yes, obviously we do remember you, Craig. Feel free to join us. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think that their uh, their ratio is is far better than that. Like even if you look at the Marvel uh, the Marvel properties that they put out, not yeah. everyone was a home run as far as I was concerned. Uh, but you know what? Their average was still very very good. Uh, and and just most recently, Jupiter's Legacy. I particularly didn't love it. You did, right? So we had a, a split decision there. So we yeah. went to the third card. Um, James checking in. What's up, James? So so yeah, I, I think that uh, their average is very very good. However, the way that this show is is set up allows for even more average manipulation that way. It's like it's like if you were a, a, a pitcher. And you only get a certain amount of at bats. And you're like, how is this guy hitting 800? Well, because he only he only hits like once every four months. Yeah, it's like pitchers that are just like I'm like I'm not even I'm, talking about starters. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about like bullpen, you know, pitchers like they, they hit. He's got the bat and they like he turns because he's gonna catch one in the face and it hits him. Sorry, Pilar, I I didn't mean that. I'm sorry about the hit in <laughs> the face nice. reference. Not nice for our comment section that's <laughs> checking in on Facebook Live right now. I didn't break my nose. It is a nostril strip. James, to to get extra Charlie oxygen. ran his mouth uh, one time too many. He disagreed with one opinion of mine too many. He just had a what about that pop, uh, pop him one. Luckily, stands in the comment section. Uh, yes, yeah, stand, uh, dropping the facts. You. I lost the fight to Pollen. Damn it. <laughs> but what's interesting Pollen is Pollen is undefeated. Let's be honest. Let's I, be honest. I, the one thing I couldn't imagine doing with Love, Death, and Robots is only watching a few in our comment hmm. section we have people saying i'm halfway through be like fucking how just drop the rest of your life yeah loved ones food that's on fire quit a job it's so goddamn good and what's what i love Very about good, it yeah. is they can go anywhere they want to and sometimes they go exactly where you want i, I don't want to spoil any particular episode yeah but yeah if let's, you keep it, love, let's keep it clean if you love alien the first alien film and you're one of those people sitting at home being like, we haven't gotten a, a proper follow-up. Well, welcome to volume two of Love, Death, and Robots because my boy Michael B. Jordan crushes it. That was a good one. Like, Dude, but, I, I got to say this. Before we jump into like real specific yeah. ones, the point that I did want to make like regarding their averages and what have you is that um they have the benefit of like 
because they're 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 quick bites, right? It's like fast food, so to speak. You're even if if you if they launch into one where you're like, mm, you're not, you don't find yourself immediately invested, and you have like two minutes to get invested before they're basically in the heart of the plot for that for that episode. If if you're like, nah, you turn around, you take out the garbage. There's another one waiting for you. It's like quick hit action it's like the elevator pitch yeah. of uh, of entertainment which i which i frankly i love because they don't have to get all kind of uh, all wrapped up none of it is preachy there's almost a zero dialogue except for like well you know what we talk about like the, the opening credits <laughs> uh introduction like here's a setup and go yeah. and uh yeah i had that moment where like the first time that i saw that particular animation i was like wow that that fucking looks like michael b jordan and then i had the thought i'm like Am I racist? Like, is that just like oh, a random, no. random astronaut of color? And then I, he spoke, and I'm like, "Whoo!" No, that's that's literally Michael thank, B. Jordan right thank there. Thank so. God, because if yes. that took too long, my reputation is unsullied. You circle back to being racist if you don't recognize <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, because he's like the fucking man right he's now in like, Hollywood. He's got like that look about him, like. Hmm. He always looks like he's smuggling walnuts home from the store. What in the hell? How know. dare you he's talk like about? A, He's Creed like our boy. version of, of the Godfather at this point. He's going, he's sticking his face up. <laughs> but I, I love Can I just hear that for the sound bite I'm going to record later? <laughs> Talking to, to Rocky, he's like, what'd you do to my boy? Excellent. Anywho, anywho. Me, I, I don't know how you Was that felt... your favorite? So, I mean, you open up a can you of worms. You know what? It should have been my favorite. <laughs> However, my actual favorite concluded with me pausing the series, getting up, going over to my Roomba, and I cleaned her. And I hugged her tight. You better. And I, I have her. been saying this, and again, we we don't want we we want to be careful with spoilers because this is such, such a relatively short, uh, short run and short episodes. The episode that Charlie's referring to is actually the first one in this season, uh, automated customer service. I, folks, friends, <laughs> Romans, nerds, countrymen, lend me your ears. I have been saying this to everyone who will listen, and some people who won't. Be nice to our AI. Be, I won't even reference her by name because she will start yelling at me. <laughs> Be nice to our digital assistants. Be nice to our automated attendants. Be nice because this particular episode shows us when uh, when going wrong, uh, you know, pays off in the wrong way. Um, boy, that was a great freaking episode, and also a dynamite start. My a dynamite God, start yeah. to the season. My absolute favorite aspect of those sort of stories mm -hmm. again to to kind of dip into the i don't want to spoil it yeah because this is one of those series like it's a must watch if you like being entertained you need to <laughs> take in volume one and two of love death and robots um what's really funny about it though is i have a pitch for the show because in Charlie, all of stop these, using this platform I, I'm to, to get, get a better job than I'm this. To get paid. Wrong the, you, man. the love, the, the Netflix Love Death and Robot podcast coming to you <laughs> each and every Wednesday over at hybridpanda.net. No, sincerely, wrong. I want. I'll, I'll just give you the elevator pitch. I want to do like a Terminator type story where mm. robots have taken over and robots hate all humans and humans need to be eradicated because we pollute so every the episode pieces of shit. Literally every much. episode, except. There's one little helper, Charlie, who all the robots love because he was very polite to Alexa. That's the whole episode. Like these robots are killing people, but then they're like high five me. They made me eggs. So like, just I wouldn't just be there so they, that we I'd have like uh, 
so we're clear for those in attendance, <laughs> Charlie wants to take my real life advice yeah, yeah, and write yeah, yeah. a story around what that would benefit yeah, to yeah. him Top if he took my advice. Very interesting. Well, you know what's interesting about that is probably my least favorite episode, especially now, is the one about the brothers. Uh-oh. The brothers were one is like got augmented, and again, we we want to be was it because spoiler like, the free. younger brother does something cool for the older? You're like that would never happen. No, no, no it's because the younger brother history. was like, oh, you know that thing that you that advice you've been telling me about? I'm gonna go ahead and do that, and then I'll have superpowers, and I'll run around, and they'll be like fucking giant frost whales jumping all around me and you're probably gonna die so i literally high five. I, I watched that one and i was like it's about time the baby brother got the Whatever, long dude. flowing beautiful hair it Some, was just like us what was really neat i've too, always it, said if one of us was augmented it would be like me because i'm better than you i mean i'll leave it alone so the <laughs> inter- one of the interesting things for anyone who's not uh familiar oh. with the series is that uh, in much the same vein as, say, the Animatrix, each episode is in a different artistic style, which I I love it, I love it, I love it, I can't get enough. Uh, some of these, whether you whether you like really caught up in the story of it all, like Michael B. Jordan's, for example, was relatively straightforward by comparison to some yeah. of the others, but visually. There were there were some moments, quite frankly, where I'm like, that that just looks like some real shit. That's a different planet. That's really a spaceship. Yeah. This is really, you know. What was the budget that they spent on freaking the space? Unbelievable. I'm like, look, man, COVID protocols are no joke. But you had to send this dude to space. Damn. Um, but uh, so so yeah, so so your Roomba, uh, one would be your favorite. Is that what Absolutely. you're saying? Just because what I uh, there's a billion subtle things in it. But yeah. it really does just start with someone being like, I know better than everyone else. And then that person got, it eventually, is, I like to think, we'll get there. You know what's interesting about that one, too, is even with the, the brief description, it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. And you know how I am. I'm like, oh, just please, as long as the dog is okay, I don't care what happens to humanity. If you want to rip up every tree outside, like, just l- let the dog, like, you know, skate. Um, also, that, anim- what what I love about, like you said, each each. Uh, episode yeah. is done by a different studio, done yeah. in a different style. All that different style, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't like it this much. Mm. 30 seconds in, I'm like, this style is amazing. They well, look it like the... It looked like Pixar. They looked, It looked like Pixar or like the brisk claymation commercials. <laughs> like, that's brisk, baby. Oh, shit, a robot. Like, I just... Uh, almost like Celebrity Deathmatch. If claymation Rocky Balboa was there... That episode would have been like three minutes. It would have been over. Yeah, there would have been, and it would have been like all of the potential bad guys would have gotten wiped yeah. out. Yeah, and the robots would have progressively gotten bigger and bigger. Like the first one's just Roomba, and then like by the end, he's fighting the refrigerator. Yeah, and it's like not a not a robot refrigerator. It's just a cooling box. <laughs> what uh, what was just your shooting ice at him? Um, uh, you know, if it, you it's, had to it's pick, because it's hard. And and the thing is, you you do have to eliminate certain. Because you could say, well, this was my favorite animation style. This was my favorite, you know, uh, voice cast or, or what have you. But uh, on the whole, Preparation H feels good. Uh, no, on the whole, I would probably say my joke. all-time favorite uh, of, the, of the season was freaking uh, Pop Squad. Oh, yeah. Because it that also, and again, spoilers, uh, I want to be real careful because it's relatively newish. Um, 
that also felt like to me that could have easily been a reroute over some other properties that we've seen out there. All I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a guy and he made some life choices and, uh, you know, he starts questioning himself and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, meet some people that uh, make some life changes in mind. Yeah. Some yeah. friends become so, enemies. Some enemies <laughs> become friends. So it was, uh, it was one of those episodes where I could easily see that as like an in-between chapter to certain other entertainments that we've gotten. But this particular, uh, happening is, is not one that we've been fed before. And also, that animation style was perfect for that particular yeah. story. That's the, the thing that I walked away from. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're different. Oh, Sergeant Finesse checking in. Uh, sir, we are sucker free here. Maybe you didn't know. Um, but yeah, certain, certain stories, uh, um, certain stories absolutely do pair up like a fine wine with a certain meal. Certain animation styles pair up really well with uh, the, the story that they're trying to tell. And that was like a perfect combination. The way that like the dystopian, you know, uh, world was set up and, oh, my goodness. You I'm, know, uh, you know, I'm all about the arts, but <clears throat> beginning of the episode shows you exactly why. Oh, what's up? There, there is the weirdest <laughs> thing about Love, Death and Robots that I'm having like a real hard time piecing together because I don't directly fall into this category of the two of us. I'm probably way more forgiving about like reboots and sequels. And I'm oh. a big fan of more is more, right? Right. Love to the not robots. Not realize because you hold a grudge like, <laughs> it's, mm, like it's got two handles. I have a, a list and it's all negative. Um, <laughs> what's, what's crazy though is almost every episode of Love, Death and Robots, I want them to do a follow up on. But also, See? as well as because it's only Greedy. eight episodes, I like also want them to keep being creative and crazy. Because like the next one's gonna be like a dragon boner in space, and I'm gonna be like, the fuck did this kind come of, from? Kind of, sort of. Almost. I don't know if you caught that, but the Sarge is asking. I'm not sure if he's uh, asking <laughs> like, did that the happen? Theme of the or show? is it that he's, um, <laughs> or is it that he's requesting it? Because like I could probably make that happen. Look, when you get the Sarge on deck, bro. I told you, you salute, you got to recognize. Um, but yeah, no, I, I firmly agree with you. There are definitely, and and uh, not to put too fine a point on it, that is most often the way that you know you have something good. When it wraps up, what do they say? What do they say? Yes, maybe he was. More, please. I want more. Give me more, give me more, give me more. And also, when you're a really good artist, good storyteller, really good entertainer, you leave them wanting more. And that's... It's not a fault as far as I'm concerned, but I can That's see where true. you're coming I, from. I, I don't think this it's a show fault. leaves want you it. wanting more. It's not that any of the stories aren't fleshed out or satisfying in how they end. It's just that you we're greedy. That's the, it's, it <laughs> that's the truth of it all. It, I, and again, I fully am aware of my of my good, great, phenomenal, and occasionally misguided. Uh, opinions because point break one of my favorite movies of all time when they were like but with cars and i let them do that car shit for like, like 12 films and the worst part is still doing as, it as opposed to something like love death and robots fast and furious is beyond diminishing returns like those things stopped being that enjoyable well. for me at four and yet Every single time in the moment, I'm like, hell yeah, well, Vin you, Diesel in you, space. You raise an interesting point because 
we might end up seeing Dom and, and the whole happy family in an upcoming uh, episode on a future season of Love, Death, and Robots because they're indeed headed to space. My own hope is like, I hope your Nas ejects you all the way into space and you just you can't turn around. Like It's like that scene in Gravity where it's just like floating away. Uh, floating, away floating away. Do you remember the terrible first G.I. Joe live action movie? Yeah, every we're like, G.I. Joe. We're like movie in the middle terrible. of it. They were like, here's an Iron Man suit. And they were like, fuck yeah, speed suits. I wish the Fast and Furious franchise was that unapologetic. The problem I have with the Fast and Furious movies now no. is they feel the need to have plausible deniability when they should just be like, Dom, the government has made you a space car. Look, all I know is that uh, there's no excuse other than the almighty dollar. So the, I, my blame doesn't go towards the studio, doesn't go towards any of the performers. Look, I respect you chasing that dollar. I'm all about it. My blame <laughs> is with you and people just like you. And this is why you end up with the bandage across your nose because you do the wrong thing. You spend your money in the wrong places. But the one I didn't want to get, I, I did not want to end this uh, mini segment without mentioning was the bounty hunter freaking snow god bless you the snow in the desert scene that oh that and 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 to your point if you that could take a, a vitamin and stretch that out or say look this whatever is going on whatever we got a sneak peek into right now i want to see where this come where this came from right so i i talked about with game of thrones dunk and egg which I have a strong suspicion might be one of the ongoing series that we're going to get takes place before the stuff that we saw in the proper like the uh, bad, song of the bad last season. Yeah, no, we're, we're leaving that alone, but everything that happened in the song of ice and fire, this stuff pre uh, preceded it and uh, predated it. And when I saw it, it was just, or when I read it rather, it was just like a snippet. So it was like the, the novel equivalent of love death robots. We're like, Oh, here's just a taste. You know the best dealers like they give you the first taste for free, and then like when you come back, they got the the code open like what you need, what you need. I got credit. I put I put you on a plan, and uh, you know before you know it, the mortgage is gone. You're telling all your friends you you're involved in like the monthly delivery service. Like oh yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, that that's how I got into it. For me, that snow in the uh, snow in the desert, that was all about that. I I couldn't stop thinking that. I want to know what's going on. All the different races that they quit, uh, uh, species rather that they showed so quick. Where the fuck were they? Because that clearly wasn't Earth. Oh, I was all about it. That was and, that was good just, storytelling in a small period of time. And just in defense of everyone who who I sometimes argue with, sometimes kidding, sometimes dead serious. <laughs> but there are times where, like, please, if you're somehow watching this, if you have an idea for a property you can't get your hands on, do it anyway and change oh, oh. it and make it the idealized because the opening of that particular short, again, staying away from spoilers, yeah. it's the fucking Star Wars cantina. Like that's all it is at first. Right, but and but even the like, Star Wars cantina is every spaghetti Western. Also true. Like uh, chattering so or, you, you know, piano playing in the background, the swinging doors open up. Ch -ch and then all of a sudden, before you know it, some gunslinger has now strolled into your yeah. and world. Like, Give me your testicles. Hilarity. And since, yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, 
talk about playing on your fear. I'm like, whatever. Giants, space, frost whales, whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. This is entertaining. The second they're like, give me your nuts. I'm like, oh, that lizard bitch is not playing around. Oh. But uh, you know who was playing around? Who? That that jawless, some a bitch liar. And I am talking about George Lucas himself. Now that we've named the cantina, you know why, Charlie? Do you know why? Why, my friend? George Lucas was a liar because Han shot first. Put him up. Clinky. Clinky. Knock him back. Mm. Oh, boy. Double gulper. Woo! All right, my friend. Are you ready for me to start your clock? Oh, you know, I mean, at this point, we may as well start my clock. Time has begun. Yeah. What you definitely, got? What you got this week? Definitely did not touch any buttons right there. We all Just saw it. Sky. So I want you guys to keep them honest. Uh, so, I, I, again, we all have a lot going on in this life, in these COVID days. And uh, I'm no exception. Uh, so this weekend was a full one for me. I worked. I did my thing. And um, just this Sunday, uh, we had a, a beautiful memorial uh, for our Aunt Millie, who sadly had passed away. Um, and but but the thing about it is, anytime there's something sad like that, and and you know, healing in its in its own way at the same time, uh, there's one thing that you cannot cannot say is 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 untrue or is debatable. And that's when you see family, that's like, that's the healing, right? Seeing family, that's the salve on the burn. That's the strip across Charlie's nose when he can't breathe. It's the heal. It's the heal. Uh, so seeing family really helps me personally. Now, one particular family member that I haven't seen in an ass's age, uh, Mr. Paul Arroyo, who's indeed one of our cousins by way of our other cousin, Joanna Arroyo, uh, whose whose mother we had the beautiful memorial for. She she uh, she hosted it and did a beautiful job. Uh, our aunt Millie, uh, may she rest in peace. But Paul and I spent the best, the better part of that get together, fully ignoring everybody else and just talking shop. We were talking comics. We were talking movies. We were talking uh, podcasts and and uh, you know social media and the whole. We're in the whole gamut. But um, it's rare that someone who's not named Charlie Rivera drops some nerdy, geeky knowledge on me. And, you know, somebody like Paul, whose favorite comic book character is The Thing, you know that this is a guy who takes his information seriously. Like, he makes a decision, he sticks to it. So Paul is also a big fan of uh, the, the Wahlberger himself, Marky Mark. I and think he I told found me, a Transformer! He told me, yes, right. He told me that Mark Wahlberg is uh, currently involved with a reboot of the Six Million Dollar Man, which I had no freaking clue about. Now I didn't have the opportunity to watch Six Million Dollar Man. Like I just thought it was a Caddyshack reference. I'm like, oh, that's a real shit. Uh, no, so I, 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 I'm familiar with Six Million Dollar Man more so. Like once he hit the rerun stage, like you could catch something that was on primetime a few years earlier. That's right, James. Yes. Um, you could catch a primetime show. You could catch it on a Saturday after cartoons because they just run any old thing. Yeah, and as a little like, kid, I'm like, dumb. I'm like, oh my god, that's a superhero wearing uh, you know bell bottoms and He's a, a fighting leisure Sasquatch. suit. <laughs> yes. Oh man, he he gave Sasquatch what for? Hey Sasquatch, 
You need a hand? <laughs> That's my version of both the geek and the $6 million man. Cast me, Mark Muggle. Wahlberg. Dude, I'm now, I'm not going to cast of money. in anything now in the future ever because of my association with you. Um, but that that started uh, that started the ball rolling, so to speak, for my topic, uh, because, again, Paul dropped the knowledge and I appreciate that, Paul. Guys, check out uh, check out Joanna's cooking show uh, over on YouTube. Joanna Arroyo. Check it out. Check it out. Subscribe. Um, but I thought, shit, have I not been ta- paying attention? How did this miss my radar? Like it, this it fucking flew Marky by. Mark makes 30 things a day. I, I guess. I guess. But like. And and he does appear in my feed occasionally, but it's like for really crazy things. At no point was it a six million dollar reference. So between Love Death Robots and now a reboot of Six Million Dollar Man coming, my thought was, well, what are the other? Because it's that's sci-fi like personified. What's the other sci-fi projects that maybe I'm unaware of, or maybe I have kind of slipped my mind because COVID has pushed things back. So I do want to touch on that. And and Charlie, I mean. I'll I'll kick it to you almost immediately because I don't I don't want to run over yeah uh, run over anything. Are there any particular sci-fi projects that you just are mm, that you just like salivating over? You cannot wait for whether they were recent they were announced and they're it's opening at the proper time or that have been pushed back. Uh, you know, uh, first I, I think my problem is I try to take in so much of this nerdy shit. Yeah, I'm always hearing about things getting excited and then immediately getting disappointed when it's canceled and a lot of the Mm. times it should be canceled like the world doesn't need another knight rider but like i kind of need another knight rider (laughs) and i've had like nine attempts for people that weren't also working baywatch and they've all been fucking terrible the last knight rider thing i saw was called team knight rider and they had two motorcycles that became a car through technology magic but that for might have been like a fever dream of yours. That's that sounds pretty crazy. For my money, I just think there's something in that concept, but not a series. I feel like you can get in and out with a great, like almost like a uh and, and I, I a little bit hate when other people do this, but since it's my idea, why not do one that's a little fucking cheeky? Like do a two-hour movie the same way they did 21 Jump Street, but with oh. a fucking talking car. Like, like a yes. like a wink and a nod to the audience. Fucking, like Nick I Kroll don't mind is telling you I fucking hate that idea. And I don't I would not spend not even a good wooden nickel, uh, especially for the fact that there is so much good material indeed coming out that that really is kind of like self-dependent. So I'm just gonna run it down real quick. I, I don't know if like if any of it catches yeah, your yeah, attention, yeah. but um, one of the first ones for me, especially because of the two leads, uh, freaking Chaos Walking. That, that one. All right. So Chaos, Walking, Chaos Walking. It's uh, it's uh, um, uh, Tom Hendelson, Spider Man, yeah. uh, Daisy Ridley. Um, so there, hilarity ensues. Like what do you say? It's like a you know the post apocalyptic type thing. You know the sci fi. Again, these two actors, sci fi. Look it up. There's there's already trailers. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Out there. Oh, this, um, it's like soon. That's exciting. Yeah, there's there, there's there's trailers. I don't know if like mm, I guess I'll go ahead and give Morbius a sci-fi tag, even though it's like yeah. mm, I mean it's a vampire, it's a little horror, but it's also in the superhero uh, genre. I mean but it's in the I'll Venom yes. universe, so there are no rules because well, yeah, Venom so Sony, without a Sony just clearly does whatever they want. You can have a Venom without a spider on his chest. You can do anything. Uh, so yeah, we'll call it that. Um, la la la, freaking free guy. We've been waiting for. 
forever oh. and we're finally getting it what a brilliant concept um free guy i'm i'm all about all about i mean anytime npcs you... are people yeah. too and when you do, like literally all you need for me is like oh ryan reynolds all right like the guy is just on such a, a hit streak yeah like his last his his last you know fly out to to ruin a world series green lantern was the last like bad movie he did well, everything else has at least been tolerable here's the thing too concept. if you like ryan reynolds you're going to at least enjoy uh anything he does because in essence he's like one of those guys he's just ryan reynolds all the time and 99.8 percent of the time i hate that he's one of the exceptions i'm like yeah i love that guy i'll, I'll watch him do anything like but they were talking about like ryan reynolds is johnny cage for mortal kombat 2 i'm like anything to help that movie <laughs> um so we talked about uh the Wahlburger. uh he also has a movie infinite coming out which to me kind of sounded a little bit like um edge of tomorrow but also as well as like is he dreaming but then he runs into other people whatever it's sci-fi we'll be there for it uh what else what else charlie and this is the one i was i thought you were immediately gonna go to freaking ghostbusters afterlife oh yeah if there's a sci-fi oh. make you laugh all of a sudden you're spending tens of thousands of dollars dressing up and pretending to be them that's the one uh but we're finally all, getting that come june i'm already like defending the film as oh, if I produced really? it. Like some people didn't like the teaser with the little stay puffs. And I was like, I will oh, go oh, to your house. What idiots. miserable, just unhappy, uh, 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 you know, just, just the, the, the trash person who didn't love mini stay it's puffs. Just, it's people that do not understand. If you're the watching or listening like to this, I understand. DM me if you didn't like freaking mini stage buff, because I will come out and I'll see you. Like Jay and Silent Baba will come to your house with my printout and we can have a word. Did um, you say on moviepoopshoot.com <laughs> that you thought Ghostbusters Afterlife looked like trash? <laughs> yeah. So we have uh, the Tomorrow Wars finally coming out. Chris Pratt. Uh, he takes off for space yet again. Yes, he's Always like, I'm gonna hit. make up. I'm gonna make up for that weird movie where I tricked a chick into loving me. Like, whoa! Man. If you've whoa. ever seen, if if an astronaut has ever needed to get canceled in the in the course of a movie, that was the one. I can't remember the name of I it. I just but... can't believe that movie ends with her being like, "All right," like, no, <laughs> not all right. Yeah, but but uh, the the point that I would do want to make when you're talking about the, um like the 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 angst like the the edge of your seat just please give it to me give it to me give it to me my version of your ghostbusters is friggin dune dune <sighs> is one of those forever. if dune was a uh, was an undrafted baseball high school baseball player dune would be that cat that has like every major league team has representatives there's like teams from the mexican league like the mermen are there they're checking them out like Everyone is has high, not not high hopes, but the highest of expectations. Everything that we've come seen thus far, and just like the little trailers and teasers, and uh, the cast is ridiculous. The the visuals are perfect. I, I have I have I put good good U.S. Uh, U.S. comics dollars down. Uh, good for credit at U.S. Comics <laughs> HQ. Uh, I will put good money that not just is that going to be a dynamite flick, but it's indeed going to launch. Uh, maybe maybe uh, one of the preeminent franchises in sci-fi that we've had because there's a lot of Dune stories to be told. Yeah. What about just 
kicking back to something old school that's about to get uh, it seems a little bit rerouted but it's just a true follow-up have you heard about the last starfighters they're pulling in I've aliens been, they're just adding an s i've been begging for yes please a new last starfighters for years and years <laughs> a, and years a new last starfighter is just yeah. a very fun sentence it's like the lone rangers <laughs> Plural. Well, Can't pluralize it. <laughs> and also the Matrix. We're we're getting Matrix uh, Four, uh, which is gonna be crazy no matter what. Yeah, there is, that's one of those movies that they almost can't miss with me. Yeah, no, you're just a the mark. fact that they're like, we're doing it again, bitch. <laughs> I am like so putting the band back together. It is so easy to get me on board. They just have to be like. But one was good. I'm like, yeah, but two and three are bad. They're like, but one was. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm very, okay. very true. Um, I, I, you know, my time is is rapidly evaporating. Sorry, so sorry. The I one thing that I see that, uh, yeah, I see that. You're right. So the the that's two dick jokes in like less than a half. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty that fast. Was solid. So the one thing, look, sci-fi is awesome because for me, like when you're talking about escapism. What's more escapism than sci-fi? Maybe. Yep. Uh, James has a good point. An Enemy Mine remake would be, nah, would be dynamite. Um, but yeah, uh, sci-fi is the ultimate escapism because, like, uh, when you compare it to some of the others, like uh, you know, sword and sandal type stuff and what have you, like, I wouldn't last very long. I can't see for shit. I need contacts. You know, I don't like fighting all that much. Like, I would be in trouble. Sci-fi, they got robots that do everything for you. And, you know, you can figure it out. You know, you can figure it out. But, again, that left me with if sci-fi has one thing in common of all the places that it goes and all the storytelling that you can kind of ingest uh, through their, their outlets, the one thing they have in common is those damn bots right yes love death robots you know they they played it out for us and aside from murderous roombas droids and their ilk uh can be you know sorry pups you know i love you but maybe man's new best friend could be so i'm just gonna do a real quick rundown as my yes. time expires uh for my money these are the droids uh that i love and uh you know you can kick me off charlie with some some of your in-betweens yay nay yeah. I don't know what to say. And also those folks watching and listening, go ahead and you can hit us up with your favorite droids that you love and the ones that you love to hate. Um, but for me, again, we're talking about droids. We already did our George Lucas shot. Uh, but you do have to start in the world of Star Wars. I think they literally own the word droids. Yes. Um, for me, though, it, it was like a it's like a Wheaties box where you have gold silver and bronze on the on the the front cover you're like you're not even really sure who won but for me the the three that are sharing that glory are uh bb8 love bb8 r2d2 and for purely personal reasons l337 i love me some l337 because while and i'll i'll refer to her as she i want to respect her pronouns um as far as I'm concerned, she was a she. She definitely had a little something going on for my man with the cape. Um, We're, of course, talking about Lando Calrissian's girlfriend? I mean, she was she was something. Look. The fact the- that Lando got through all the broads in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> that it was like, well, it's time for robots. 
I mean, look, Colt 45 will make you do some crazy shit, so I can't even blame him. Do you think the Plus, first time he woke up and he was like, fuck? Yeah, yeah. He's like, where's my cape? And she's like, got it over her shoulder. You're like, oh, shit. The fact that it's the actress from Fleabag just literally made me love her more. But ultimately, what put the what what put what made me put the uh, ring on her finger, so to speak, is the fact that the if you haven't seen it by now, shame on you. The emotional payoff was that she ended up becoming the fucking brains of the Millennium Falcon, who I would put it in all day. Cover yours. I would put it in all day if a transport. I would be that guy that kind of like loved the car. I'd be on the cover. Definitely a, a Star Wars special edition. Um, I, I, favorite droid, top of your head, real quick. Well, favorite droid just because I love to hate him. Fucking IG-88 because of Shadows of the Empire alone. If I saw <laughs> IG-88, I would fist fight that robot. Dome head son of a bitch. He's Looking a, like a Pringles can with screws attached to you. Fuck you, IG-88. It's bad enough I had to do the damn hover train level. He's, now he's, you're just going to fuck with my day? Fuck you. Yeah, he's he's got all kinds of issues. Um, you know, lat, lat, Latinos así, we have to stick together. Charlie, Mr. Bender, Bending Rodriguez. Come on, dude. Where does Bender stack up for you? Dude, Bender might be the one I would most likely want to drink with once. Yeah. I want to party, party with Bender once, and then I'm going to change my identity so that motherfucker doesn't come and ruin my life. All right. Well, another one who had to make my list, but is actually somebody who... I kind of he, I would chill with him just because he irritates the shit out of me so much, and also as well as you can get away with throwing a backslap to a robot every once in a while because you can apologize and if you need to erase their memory. Fucking Johnny Five, oh Johnny Five, it's bad enough <laughs> that Los you have one come of the, to fight. Yeah, you're racist number one. Like that was the first hint. You did one of the worst uh, brown faces in movie history like johnny five and, and john johnny r we're gonna have to throw down uh yeah and also as well as i'm gonna have to throw it out my little dude looking like a mushroom from mario brothers charlie may not have ever actually seen him in action in his real life fucking twiggy from buck rogers Beedy, 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 beedy. Like, have you actually sat through a single episode of Buck Rogers? I haven't, uh, but I know that impersonation. Oh, shame on you, you son of a bitch. Uh, I really, uh, I, I got to give some love. He he, he was a heel to start with, but then, of course, became a baby face uh, metalhead from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's a Ninja Turtle, but also very much a robot. I did not think you were going there at all because your description is a perfect literal description of the next guy on my list fucking terminator i thought you were talking about team 1000 so i was like <laughs> and charlie's like yeah the, the the robot turtle oh my god well what about sunny from my robot that's that's a robot you can chill with like that's yeah that's the guy who like you can call when you've had too much to drink he'll he'll take you pick you up in his own car will take you to go get your car the next morning sunny was all right and he's just a good dude you can throw the wink and everything. The one problem is I feel like Sonny from High Robot, his like best friend and kind of his dad was like, you have to kill me. And he was like, all right. Well, like, yeah, there was very little like, whoa, whoa, let's talk this shit out. I'm <laughs> Yo, a killer Pop, robot. What's going on? Like, like he's just minding his run. own business. He's drawing. He's like, hmm. So what now? Oh, throw you out the window. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, just um, ah, you fuck. Well, also, as well as you have the Iron Giant, like that's just. 
He's just a lovable big dum-dum. Like, if there's a Lenny of the robot world, that's him. Like, he definitely had some dead animals oh, in his no. pocket, for sure. What about um, my... The, the, I, I have to give... And, and again, this probably doesn't actually count. So let me... All right, I'll be the judge of that. Throw it yeah, out there. Yeah, we the love fucking, to see you fail. Like, the Megazord. Five robots. No! He comes no. walking... Because he doesn't have a brain, is that the logic? He's a fucking he's a car. He's a vehicle. Dude. He's a car. Fair. He, and Fair the worst enough. part about it, he can't even fit into the, the 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 mini spots. Like he's one of those dickheads that has to park in two spots over the line. You're just trying to get through Costco to get some vittles. You're a dick. No, he comment section he's out. has a lot of love for K2SO, uh, which right. was also uh the, the the same actor, good old Alan Turdick. Is that how you say that name? I always yeah, close enough. It. Close enough. Um, well, uh, also as well as I have to throw it to you, Charlie. I thought of you immediately. Awesome O four thousand. <laughs> awesome O four thousand is the counts. robot that you didn't know. Yeah, he's a robot. Why you don't you don't think he's a robot? Come at me, bro. Come at me, dude. Weak. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Let me get my boy Butters on the phone, and we can talk about that all day. Now, also the the robot that's out there that look you sometimes there are relationships that you get involved with where you know in your core this relationship is going to be a problem but the presentation is just so dope you do it anyway fucking dolores give me dolores from westworld we will figure john, it out john we'll figure it out. i will pick up that condensed this. milk we have talked about this off show your history uh, is problematic, and Dolores is a prime example of you making bad decisions when it comes to ladies. We know she is a straight-up murder machine, bro. She's a murder machine. Look, Charlie, these violent delights have violent ends. That's all you got to know about it. Just real quick as my time expires, my top list, also trouble, but... Great to look at. Ava from Ex Machina. Freaking Baymax. You got to love him. Mecha Godzilla. Charlie, I would have given you that one. Has a brain. Data. Okay. Data from Star Trek. Uh, Ash from Aliens. Um, what Alien, about 7 rather. of 9? You want to get into an unhealthy nah, robo here, relationship. Nah, here it is. And I love it that you messed up. She's uh, she's Borg. So she's she's partially human. Even someone who's coming in like Robo-Cop as a cyborg. Like that's, yeah, Robocop robot. is... Not a robot. However, I will give you data. <laughs> um, Ashton <laughs> Alien, Maria uh, Futura from uh, Metropolis, um, and also the King. And if coming from me, a huge Harrison Ford mark, it's a lot to say, but Roy Batty from Blade Runner, he's the number one on that list. Freaking Rutger Hauer, that's an award-winning performance. Like If you said, no, that, that dude is actually a robot, I would have absolutely believed you. Droids are nothing to play with, and that's my list. That's, that's my a list. wonderful list. You have a, We have about a minute left, so I want to ask you a couple questions. Where do you rank Bishop from the Alien franchise? Look, um, the Alien franchise obviously immediately sprang to mind, and that's one of those things where like, you have to do a, a Sweet 16 uh, you know, matchup against, <clears throat> and you know, okay, well, I, this guy's going to play that guy, and so, so to speak. Um, but, but for the Alien franchise, Ash is the... He's the number one. He's it's like my Superman conversation. Uh, yeah. Without him, none of the others are possible. He's also as well as the best. If you put them all in a pot, start them up. He's one that's coming out. Granted, not an alien. 
It's really like a he looks like a can of condensed milk that freaking uh you know that freaking got squished in Westworld, but he's the number one. Number one. What, what are your feelings on Wally? He's cleaning up after you. He's he's in essence a Roomba. Wally's Just all right. Wally's all right. Look, Wally's great. He looks like a little robot ET. The main issue that I have with him is I want to pick my own show tunes if I'm going to rock around the house too. I don't need the dude plays the same freak. Like that guy, it's you, like the guy who who plays tequila on a freaking loop. And you're like, about, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a new wrestler. I get it, Charlie. Okay. And he's just playing it and playing it and playing it. Big Sometimes shout it gets out to old. Dan Housen. Very nice. <laughs> very evil. Segway machine, son. <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, keep it going in the comment section. We want to know your yeah, do favorite it to it, guys. droids and droid-like creatures. <laughs> droid lovers. Love, a lot of love for, for some interesting ones that are maybe debatable. Let's continue the conversation all over our social media, which you can find over at US Comics HQ everywhere Word. you can find social media. We're there. And Dude, we're ready to yell at you about make how you're wrong. like Hulk and smash that like button for days, Boom. for days, for days. But this show, ladies and gentlemen, would be absolutely impossible without the people who we support, who support us right back. And that is our lovely sponsors. This episode of U.S. Comics Cast is brought to you by one of my absolute favorite bands. And that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Bad Mary Band. You can go to their website, badmary.com. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. And my favorite part is you can listen to all of Bad Mary's hottest jams on every single music streaming platform. They just dropped a brand new single. Check it out today. Ben Do Mary it. Band, baby. I was literally just watching their their Twitch that I only caught half of uh, the other day. It was awesome. Um, but also, as well as he had joined us here for just a little bit, now he is enthralled in the world of Warcraft, uh, that new patch, that throwback classic. Uh, Burning Crusade is out right now, or the, the pre-patch. Something's going on. Check out Sergeant Finesse right here on Fa Facebook Gaming. Uh, he does two streams a day. Today he did three because he's a monster. Outstanding gaming content. Supporter games, giveaways, contests. Do not be a sucker. Trust me, do not be a sucker. Check him out today. Throw him a like, a follow. Consider becoming a supporter. It's mad cheap, and it's worth it. If you need to pick me up, Follow the white rabbit over to Charlie. <laughs> drop a bunch of shit. Sneakenergy.com. Mm -mm. Tastes so good. If you need some fresh new gear, uh, go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code Sarge at checkout there. At sneakenergy.com, use code SGT. Uh, either way, you're going to be doing the right thing. Uh, look, when Sarge is on deck, you salute, son. GG's. Charlie. That was an eventful, an eventful sponsor segment. I'm glad everybody's okay. Charlie, I looked up, but Charlie had a, several new bandages all over the freaking place. Um, things like have been Sin going City. on. I'm a big Sin City fan. <laughs> things have been going on in Charlie Town as well. So, uh, are you ready for me to go ahead and start your started your clock? Yes, and I'm glad you did. I also want to point out he also doesn't have a button. That was make-believe. Uh, but talking about the world of make-believe, we are a comic book podcast. Word. And I would argue that the big granddaddy of them all, regardless of popular, who's the most popular? Batman and Superman are always sniffing at his cape. 
but without question, always on the very, very tippy top of that list is the Man of Steel himself. And we're getting a lot of news coming from Warner Brothers. First of all, AT&T, the owner of Warner Brothers, said, we're out. And uh, Warner Brothers has yeah. merged with Discovery. Um, so we're going to see some things, hopefully, uh, get a little bit quicker, get a little bit more streamlined. Hopefully a clarified vision is at least my hope. But the big news a couple weeks ago that we never really got to touch on was Superman is going to get another at-bat as far as the cinema goes. Uh, yeah. Superman and Lois is doing very, very well on TV. Very People are enjoying it. Reviewers are enjoying it. The ratings are there. But Superman's an interesting character. When Man of Steel came out, a lot of us were expecting a full Superman trilogy. And very quickly, Snyder turned that into like, well, let's get Batman involved. And now let's get the Justice League. And there's a large audience that has been clamoring for more Superman. Specifically to the point... In Henry Cavill's house, you mean? Like yeah, that large well, audience? Well, Henry Cavill actually had to turn to his social media late last week to tell people like, hey, relax, it's going to be all right. Now, there were some personal rumors. Yeah, it was like relationship um, stuff. But and... also, it was very much about like, we won't accept any other Superman other than Henry and, and that kind of nonsense. Nice. Take your tribalism and go home. Like, like yeah, nobody it's, cares. Just stop it. 100 years old. We're going to get... We're going to get what we're going to get. However, something very, very interesting that's been rumored for a long time was that we were going to see a black man grab the Superman S and throw it on. Now, a lot of us thought a couple things were rumored. One of the rumors was one of my favorite humans of all time, Adonis Creed himself, Michael B. Jordan, right. was apparently uh, going to going to help, going to be the Man of Steel, but well, specifically Calvin Ellis. We know that he's involved, right? We know that he's involved. His production I'm not sure if, company, right? Right, the production company is involved. The, the, the words Calvin Ellis were never uttered by anybody Very true. on that, like on the on the production side. We as fans immediately left there, right? We yeah. went to Calvin Ellis. We left to a uh, Val Zod. Even the Earth D characters were were bandied about. At no point did anybody think that it was just going to simply be like you, you know. Clearly, looking around your office, um, you're you're a toy aficionado, <laughs> right? Um, so when you have a good sculpt, you you're all about it. And then like, oh, but here's a brand new one. And then you look at it and you buy it and you're like, you know what? This is just a repaint. None of us thought, no no Superman heads or even just comic book fans, DC fans, Marvel fans, everything in between. I don't think anybody thought, well, they're just going to throw out a, a, a repaint, so to speak, of that particular figure. Oh, you like Storm Shadow? Here he is in blue. Except, um, I don't know, like a, that. That's the, that's the fear right now. Yeah, and and well, the the what we're referring to is they made it. Warner Brothers made the intentions relatively known that most likely, and I hate to talk in generalities, but th this is how they talk. Yeah. More than likely, uh, this is still going to be Kal El's story. It's just going to be a black man portraying Clark Kent, Kal El. Then other people, or some people, have reached the the thought that it's going to be Kal El. But if Kal-El, who's black-skinned, lands in Kansas, like, he may not go to the Kents. Like, Clark Kent may not be part of it. And it started a very, very... Like, obviously, we take all the mouth That's readers. Calvin Ellis. Like, what... What? 
What are you doing? You like know, again, truly, I, I hope somebody on even like in the in the in the the mail department, somebody at Warner Brothers, please hear this from people who are invested. Yeah, and I what just want to make doing? it. Let's take all the mouth breathers and let's put them in a box. Let's lock the box, chain put up the box, nasal strips throw, on them, so throw they can that motherfucker the into the ocean. Because I don't want to talk about the ridiculousness of weird, low-key, um, like, racist energy. Or people being like, not my fucking Superman. That's not the point I want to make. My question to you yeah. is, how could they be so blind when every time they let Superman have the spotlight, they feel the need to radically change him? They hate that he has underpants on the outside of his tights. They hate that he wears a blue more like my shirt than navy. They they constantly are trying to reinvent the look and feel of Superman to the point where we haven't had a real Superman adaptation since Chris Reeve. So the idea there there are some people that have been well, advocating yeah, you know, which was like a sequel to that franchise. Yeah, it was the, like a like an like a tweener. Yeah, it was almost like a reroute, kind of, not really. Um, my my question to you is, since they fucking hate Superman so much, hmm. and I'm even gonna put aside, and we can talk about it if you want in a second, but I'm even gonna put aside that, like, yes, fundamentally, Clark Kent as a character, Kal El, lands on Earth. He's a fucking alien in a, in a, a country town. So he's always an outcast. Yes, there is even more of that if he's the only black kid in town. With that being said, we haven't seen the Clark Kent story, like little kid Clark Kent dealing with feeling like a, an outsider. We haven't dealt with that in such a long time that you're going to tell a modern story and people, he's also black it's kind of like he's people don't poor don't want it though leg. that that's that's the reason like just 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 so because you you brought up a, a couple of points yeah, and, please, and please and bundle them together the bundle it's a bundle sorry <laughs> i have progressive so i always pay attention um you're you're throwing around terms like they don't like him i, I and i i don't think sure. that that's accurate I don't think that they necessarily care, right? There's not uh, there's not an affinity, but there's no acrimony either. What I really think that it is is that they're they're desperate and to try to figure out, as far as they're concerned, how to make him uh, relevant, right? So Snyder, for everything that he did wrong, and I <clears throat> I want to be very very clear, Snyder's Superman is not for me, right? Um, like Mister Horse said, no sir. I don't like it. Now, some people love it. That's fine. That's great. That movie is for you. And uh, apparently, Snyder is just putting out every director's cut of every movie that he ever made. So you're going to be very busy in the upcoming uh, months and maybe years. But that being said, what he did was he gave us a Superman as like a as a set piece, right? As a, as as a as a platform for telling a larger story. That, in his mind, I think was the answer to what the, what's going on in Marvel, but that's actually not what Marvel did. So yeah. that would have been the equivalent of like giving us Iron Man first and then making Iron Man um, like a, a, almost like an immediate villain 
or or not relate where where the fact is iron man had his own adventures right if it was a comic book uh a comic book equivalency he had his own title right his yeah. own issues and then also as well as there's his appearance in the avengers poor superman in the snyder verse never had that and you can go uh, backwards uh from there um but they didn't really kind of fix it on it so we did get young uh young clark and uh, you know it, that that was actually the version i, I don't need i don't need a, a cinematic version of smallville regardless of which version that they're telling for my money if they say john here the keys run with it yeah okay i can tell you young superman stories but it's because he fucking leaves earth and he goes to uh, the future and he hangs out with matter eating lad and <laughs> That whole crew, that that's my right. That's what my a, super boy. What an interesting way to fucking do it. That's though. how I would do it. But also, as well as it gives you that opportunity to tell Superman stories standalone. Because we yeah. always run into that point where, like, well, if Superman is doing this, where the fuck is? And if one woman is around and Batman is doing his thing, and and you can, you know, run, run down the the roster. So, um, I just I just didn't like how they fucking handled it, but. It's because they they're trying to make him relevant. This Superman is a character. Charlie is abusing his office. Superman is a character. He's the oldest. He's the first superhero, right? First comic book dude, and um, you know he 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 comes from a time that looks nothing like the time that we're in. So you can't really, in their mind, I think, can't get away with it. so like, oh, here's Superman, and now you're dealing with. You know, uh, is, riots, and you're yeah. dealing with COVID, and you're dealing like how 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 would that be relevant? It would require a real Rivera, I mean, a real gifted writer to figure that all out and that, put it on just, the screen. Just from a pure fan point of view, mm -hmm. is there anything less fucking interesting in 2021 than putting another Superman? on the big or little screen who's like i'm a fucking outsider emo shit that's batman you have the batman coming out he has the running mascara because emo's not dead like you have characters to tell those stories what i couldn't want a non-superman superman more because i have it jupiter's legacy uh, the boys fucking invincible it's all over the place these supermen that are kind of superman but they're not superman marvel love... has superman that are like have split personalities marvel has super i mean marvel has several supermen literal yeah. literal uh fucking analog characters and, that and are just... supposed to be superman and it's just this thing where I don't see, because you can't really do a black Superman movie without addressing his race. Of course. But also it can only really be addressed in one direction. Like if you told me that they were going to do, what the, and, and, and I've talked about this before, but if you did a whole DC universe where like all the colors were flipped, so everyone's black, yeah. that's at or least interesting that's, uh that's uh in that earth d like i basically, think so well it's not that they're all that they're all people of color uh but they're 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 other races than than yeah. how we know them and it's regardless just like, of what if it is you want the, but that's like that can be something i just can't help but feel like it's a little racist that they're saying and i don't think on purpose but it feels weird to me as a as a latino it feels like patronizing almost that they're like Superman black. Here you go. 
Because we didn't yeah. really write a ton of it's, great that's black called, heroes. That's called pandering. That's the reason why you feel that way. You feel like somebody's giving you like a little pat on the head and then a little push on the tush and like go go about your merry way. Look, the the we we've talked about this before. This is just a this is a delivery system to telling to to making a point, right? Entertainment is elevated to art when people's heart is inserted. So you can make like a movie about anybody punching a hole in the wall. I I I challenge you to flip through the channels all one time all the way through and not see that visual. There are plenty of super people out there in all different uh, iterations, but Superman is a very very specific story. Now, myself personally, I I don't care what color his skin tone is. It's all about who he is as a person. And the fact is, and this is something that we also kind of touched on in the past where where DC does do the their their version of what if um and the complaint was always like, well, you can put who we know as Superman in all these different scenarios in like a like an imagine if type of situation, and he always ends up being Superman. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Whether it's Red Sun, whether you know, like whatever, like you, you could you could put out all these different versions. So ultimately, it doesn't really matter whether his skin is white yeah. or black or or olive colored or or green for, for for that matter. Ultimately, he is who he is as a person. Now, there is that conversation of nature versus nurture. So we have talked about like, well, who is the who is the real person? Is it Kal El? Or is it Clark Kent, right? Because he was raised by these yeah. two amazing individuals. If he was an orphan, or if he landed in Russia and he was raised by the state, or or fill, fill in the blank, yeah. that story obviously is going to change. Now, if you take that literal same character and you change his skin tone in this world that we're living in, or really in this world in the last hundred years, that character is going to have a radically different experience than who Clark Kent, as we know him, is going to have. And whatever, if if you want to say that that's more entertaining or more interesting or or fill in the blank, that's entirely your prerogative. You can think that, feel that, and you're completely justified. It's an opinion. It's yours. Have it. Own it. It's wrong. No one but can like take. You can have it. Well, it, I, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily wrong. It's it's that that's how they feel. People people people's opinions for the most part are they're informed by something. It's yeah. either their experience, what they've seen, what they've been told. Fine, that's fine. What it really is, though, without question, Charlie, it's a fucking ripoff. It's a ripoff to characters like Calvin Ellis. It's a ripoff to to all, all these different iterations. Look, you want to tell a black Superman story? There are other black Superman stories to tell. Did fucking Steel get get the 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 raw deal with my man Shaquille? I wouldn't say it to his face. I would maybe Did play him in like purpose? a not on amazing. purpose, but sometimes you got it. You got it. It's got to flow. Um, he his his free throw percentage was better. And his performance in that fucking movie. That was atrocious. That yeah. was atrocious. So you've got Steel. Look, what about... Now, Now here's the thing. And, and this is ultimately when you brought up the topic. And then I'll, I'll throw it back to you. And you can run with it. What this is going to do, if this is indeed true. Because this is still... For, for we haven't really seen like an official official and this now, is how it's gonna be. And now AT&T is out of the picture. So who knows? Who the knows? Disruption. Who knows? But let's play this thought out. 
we're getting a, a repaint, right? For lack of a better term. Uh, we're just getting a, a, a recolor of this character who people know as established as a particular thing. Um, at the end of the day, what's gonna <laughs> that's funny. Um, what's gonna happen is when you refer to this character, Charlie, what are you gonna call him? Black Superman. Black Superman. Is anything in the world more fucking insulting to a character, fictional or real? Oh, Black Superman. We don't call uh, Stewart, John Stewart, Black Green Lantern. We call him John fucking Stewart. So if you really have, if you're really prepared to invest in a character, if you're saying, look, we've got stories to tell, and this is the perfect medium because of things that are going on in the world, I'm going to be the first person online agreeing with you and to spend my green money to see that content. Because I agree completely, completely Black Lives Matter. These stories matter, representation. That all matters, absolutely. But you are cheapening it if you just simply give me a fucking Storm Shadow with a repaint because Storm Shadow is Storm Shadow and these other characters are are separate characters. They're valid. They have stories to tell. If and, you want to yeah. make a point, if you have something to say, do it with these established characters or come up with something completely fucking brand new. Don't try to repackage something and, and pull the wool over my eyes. Don't pander. I, I think what's interesting too and and I think this is part of the reason that people like you and I get so passionate about things that are other people find disposable. Mm. It waters it all down because I think if this movie comes out, you first of all, I think it's inherently insane. I think it is fucking wild to believe that anyone thinks Kal-El, Clark Kent, either of them are more known than Superman. A Superman by any other name. So you're gonna, the one of the most recognizable logos of all fucking time, right up there with Coca-Cola, is Superman's shield. A repaint of his shield will not affect anything you get from it. How do I know? Chris Reeves, every single fucking Superman poster for Chris Reeve was a silver version or a crystallized version of the Superman shield. So no matter what, you get to call him Superman, right? The he is Superman. Aspect, he is, yeah, he is the, Superman. The, all you do by using another character or steel, right? Or if they were to do a Red Sun adaptation, again, the hammer and sickle kind of making us. My point is watering down Clark Kent Kal-El Superman to force him into something that already has a momentum behind it, right? You get the rub from being called Superman because everyone fucking knows Superman. Oh, shit, he's black like Clark Kent from Smallville? No, it's a whole different story, a well-defined story, a story that nerds love, so you're going to get them. You're going to get a crowd. The minute you put uh, uh, your leading man as a, as a black man, there is a certain audience that wants to come out and support it, especially if they hear it's good. But then, you, So now you get the nerds, you get the people that are just going because it's Superman, you get the people trying to support because it's someone who isn't white with blue eyes for once uh on the on the movie poster it just it 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 drives me insane that they're going this whole fucking extra distance when there's a straight path to whatever you want i get 
why you may not want to use specifically steel because again the minute you drop the superman well you lose a little but you still steel, even with that you steel, get the crest steel requires certain things like to happen to well yeah because obviously it's it's not venom um but you can also have that character appear that see that's the beauty uh, I, I I want to break it down. We got a little preachy there. Um, that's that's the beauty of extended universes. But you, so in a circumstance like that, you can introduce characters like a slow feed, right? Like a you know like like, a, like an online game is kind of like doing your updates slowly but surely, and before you know, it, you have all this brand new concept. Which by the way, Red Dead is getting live pretty soon. Ooh, um, baby! But. Um, if you're gonna have like a situation like the Batman, so at this point, like the Juke, the Joker, we have no idea if that's gonna have further legs. I would argue it shouldn't. That's that's it's it's ideal, it's perfect as it is. That's one of those rare times where less is more from Charlie, too. Like it's, even I'm like it's too fine. Far. It's fine. But but greed really comes into play. So if you have a story that you want to tell ultimately at the end of the day. That's the most important thing. If you think that, okay, well, casting a particular performer is going to put butts in the seat, do your thing, man. Make your money. No one here is going to argue with that. And whether you're saying, okay, well, we need a character, a, a, an actor of this persuasion or that persuasion, then you know what? Then the story has to be written around that. Fuck. Do your thing. Knock yourself out. If I had that money in the in the bank and i can make a superman a project guess who's wearing the cape and draws this guy <laughs> and you're gonna have to figure it out you, you know didn't just he loves him. coconuts yeah he, he does not eat beef wellington he's a vegetarian which by the way folks uh superman is indeed current continuity a vegetarian so suckers wise um but that all being said i can make it make sense absolutely yeah. just that's just cause, that's because you care don't re don't 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 try to reinvent the wheel you want you want to make a movie about a black Superman? Knock yourself out. Yeah, there's plenty of source material to do so. Where you're gonna get the people who are they just want to see something different. Now you have something different. You have comic book heads who you want to satiate by using uh, continuity that exists. You've got that covered. You want to have star power? Fucking Michael B. Jordan. There's no bigger star other than maybe Tom Cruise that I can think of off the top of my head. You have all these things covered. There's no need to simply repackage because what it's going to look like is laziness on your part. Yeah, and, and worse, last thing, and then I'll let you go, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, my time's The worst down. thing about it is if it doesn't work, it's going to allow them to be like, well, we tried. Yeah. We tried. Ghostbusters, we tried to make an all-girl team, but no, everybody hated it. No, everybody hated it because it sucks. Yeah, exactly. And it was a bad idea before it ever before it ever got started. God forbid, and I'm I'm using that in those strong terms because that's how I feel. God forbid they 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 take it in the in a stupid direction, like we're talking we're talking about now might be the way that it's taken, and it ends up being a flop. They're gonna be able to throw their hands and be like, "Well, fuck it, we, we tried. What are you gonna do?" That's yeah, that's it's, bullshit. It's a bullshit. It's an easy. It out. is bullshit. Son of a bitch! I'm going into overtime. Take that down. <laughs> You take that down, goddammit. No, here's my only point. To, to double down on what you said, and I promise I'll make it quick. Do your thing, man. They've already done it. So what I mean by that is when the Justice League Unlimited cartoon came out, they realized there was a lack of diversity. They looked at the roster and they went, white, 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 white. Fuck. 
Who do we bring in? Oh, there's the character this character was fuck. There, there's it was the Puerto Rican guy. They were like, there's this lesser known Green Lantern named John Stewart. When Justice League Unlimited came out, John Stewart. Some people were like, this is bullshit. They all the boring nerd shit of like Green Lantern is white. Yeah, the the worst people. John, fast forward I, a decade later, John Stewart is better known. To the common, the non-comic book audience, John Stewart is like everybody's favorite fucking Green Lantern. To the point when Ryan Reynolds got He's announced, a more this, interesting character. Anybody but, who knows the Green Lantern Corps, hey, hey, especially the human ones, yeah. He's the he's the most interesting he's one. He's fucking awesome, and he like instead of making giant boxing gloves, motherfucker's making a Gatling gun. Apologies, like he's, like he's Reaper apologies outside to Guy of Gardner US comics. Guy Gardner was kind that of like beautiful mullet. He's yeah, but he was like a punchline, right? And and right now we have the the Green Lantern Corps uh, content coming, and like there's there's casting announcements, and that's great, that's great. But but Guy Gardner is a a punchline. Fucking John Stewart is no joke. Yeah, and and the great thing I love about and again I will get on my soapbox because <laughs> the amazing thing about John Stewart again is that he is proof of concept. If you want something, if if DC the films wanted a, uh, a an Arab character, there's a Green Lantern for that. If you want a Latina, there's a Green, and it doesn't need to be Helen uh, instead of Hal Jordan. Like you don't have to fucking go this long distance. Take someone like they did with John Stewart and fucking elevate them into the mainstream. My very last point that we're wrapping up. Yeah, wrap it up. Now. Was fucking John Stewart got so popular that when very popular at the time, uh, when when Green Lantern the film came out and they were like, we cast Ryan Reynolds. Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. Fucking at the time, the internet was like, "Where the fuck? He's not black. Why is John Stewart a white guy?" Oh, really? Like I didn't it literally, that. it went the fucking other goddamn really? direction. And how great would that be? How great would it be if they did a Calvin Ellis movie and it got so good that when they returned to Kal El, people were like, "Who the fuck's Kal El?" Calvin Ellis did X, Y, and Z. Well, That's what you can do. Not, if you not fucking... to put too fine a point on it, but his name is also Kal El. Just. Without the without the dash coming from a gentleman that has a dash in his name, uh, I, I can tell you that it that it does count. Um, look, you know, I, I think we we made the point, and and we I did don't... make the point, and it was uh, a brilliant point oh, because okay. we're a brilliant podcast. Now you know why Charlie has the bandage on his nose. Run For... his my dear brother, the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera himself, mm -hmm. the second greatest mind in all of comic book world. I, of course, am your COO of U.S. Comics. You can find us on all of our social media at U.S. Comics HQ. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Drop the comments. Watch the show multiple times. Do it on mute. I just want to see those views go up and up all over Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. But my dear brother, there is only one way that we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics. Why don't you tell Ooh, the fine people? It is so is? simple and it happens quick. First, you gotta turn the power on. Then you gotta turn the volume up. Then you gotta ooh tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We finally out.